Well, hello everybody. My name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Devin Welsh and Abby Fiscus. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello. Well, uh, this has been exciting. Last week was an exciting week of news. A lot of uh, fun things to learn during Toilet Week, which was a particularly disgusting episode. But today, we are focusing on other things that don't have to do with toilets. So let's get right into it. But first, it's, it's this, this week in history. history. Fifteen fifty-eight. Such nice music. Beautiful. Elizabeth I begins a four and a half decade reign as Queen of England, ascending the throne after her half sister Queen Mary dies. Under what's known as the Elizabethan Age, England flourishes on the world stage, from military might to exploration and trade to the works of William Shakespeare. Okay, well, right. Um, they say Queen you, Mary dies, but Elizabeth killed her, right? I, I don't know. I'm pretty so sure I have to admit, somebody I have to probably admit, killed her. I don't know, like absolutely anything. I've said this before that that happened before like 1930 or so, <laughs> and I it's all kind of like make believe to me. So I'm sorry, but this is uh, out of my range. So. Yeah, Mary Queen of Scots. I think it was like the big Scotland versus England thing. And I've heard about it. Mary yeah. was running, and then Elizabeth took back the throne. They had different dads or something. Somebody offed her, and then but Elizabeth. It, but it turns out it was a it was a good thing because Elizabeth took the throne and inaugurated the Elizabethan age. Yeah, that is that is uh, kismet. You know, like uh, it. Are these people related to the current, like Prince Charles? I don't know. Yeah, shouldn't they be? Yeah, By, like hereditary bloodlines. Well, unless or there was, I mean, because I know that there was a revolution, English Revolution, for a while, and like Parliament took over or something. Now, when you say revolution, <laughs> and when you say Parliament, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following. No, I'm, I'm. Uh, some I of them were Germans too. Some, uh, some Habsburg. You know, they the current, imported. Yeah, there's some of them are imported. I wonder if Elizabeth is a German. She German? Was she German? Did she speak German or did she Deutsch speak English? Oder? We don't really know. So and, the and also like uh, obviously like bloodlines. They've been marrying each other and all of that. But didn't the Windsor the Windsor family now they changed their name because of the war? Like they had German. Yeah. Is that true? Is that <laughs> well, true? yeah, because Victor Victoria's husband, Queen Victoria's husband, was German. See, it's all make believe. I but... know that because there's a really good show called Victoria that I liked. Okay. Um, so Shakespeare, big part of the Elizabethan yes. age. Um, I know. William Shakespeare oh, yeah. famously yes. invented the uh, the English language. Uh, some to say. be or not to some be. Some say. 
I know that he invented the word eyeball. That's my favorite thing that he did. Are I'm, you serious? I'm aware he did. I I've, somebody told me that, and I'm I'm aware that he uh, was very famous, very popular. I'm aware that he's had many works that many fine actors have done. But so, I know yeah. almost none of it. One thing that I'll say that I learned recently as a possibility, mm-hmm. not as a certainty, but that uh, William Shakespeare gets a lot of credit for inventing all kinds of words that mm-hmm. became part of m- the modern English language. But turns out maybe everyone was just using those words at the time and he just <laughs> he kind of first... took them. Yeah. He was the one not that wrote them down. many people could write back then. Yeah, he was the yeah. first guy to write it down. Hey. So, eyeball he probably didn't invent it he probably heard it on the street people talking about eyeballs and thought hmm that's pretty good i could i could use that and then isn't there people don't even know if 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 shakespeare is one person or many people yeah all i heard put he together. was like a mystery man and that's kind of like a big thing among old academics is to be like where do you stand on the cambridge issue or whatever they call it yeah is so, that still going on do we fascinating know fascinating stuff there's a lot of uncertainty about the Elizabethan age in general. Um, Bad record keeping. Yeah, lots of things misplaced and forgotten um, yeah. over that. The music, four, though. Four and a half decades. Yeah, the music was excellent, and she yeah. she reigned for four and a half decades. That's a long time for pretty long for one. For, yeah, for German 14. to be calling the shots in something I don't think like she was German. Uh, uh, whatever she's de- she's not around anymore so it doesn't it, matter but, but uh yeah that i th- i do think you abby mentioned that the music was pretty sick back then uh it was you know probably a heyday for a lute player if you yeah. if you grew up and you're like you know what i'm gonna get into this instrument it's called lute and uh i'm gonna just you know play on it after school and during recess in 1400 <laughs> whatever and then you uh, find out that popular culture, as it exists in that day, celebrates the loot, and people enjoyed the way it moved them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just I mean, it, you're a loot player now in 2021. It's a bit more difficult to make a living as a loot player. And I'll say this from somebody who, no, I've never played the loot, but I, I wish I was around in the 1400s to perhaps learn the loot. Absolutely. What is a loot? Uh, it's, I'm, it's close to a flute. flute, but it's missing the F. So potentially the F. I thought it, it's like a weird guitar. It's not close to a flute at <laughs> all. You can't play the F. You can't play the F note on the, the lute. F. Yeah, on the lute. <laughs> but then yeah, they invented like weird... the F note, and then they yeah. invented the flute. Can yeah. you buy that on Amazon? Uh, you can get a loot on Amazon. You can if buy you, if, a loot directly like. from Blue Men Group by yes. uh, content. No, you can't. I can't Box, no shopping November. P.O. Box 21249, uh, Detroit, Michigan, 48221. Feel free to send us some mail. But that was This Week in History. We learned absolutely nothing about uh, <laughs> the, the old days. I don't even remember. They said like 1528, 1428. Who knows? That's One last parting thing <laughs> is I'll say that, the, that Queen Elizabeth did kick off a kind of new... A new beginning, um, a new era, you know, uh, she sort of took it back to the beginning, right. something that yeah. I'll yes. leave in the minds of the listeners for later in the show when we'll get into our future and the possibility of new beginnings there. I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. Thank you, Devin. And listener, that was This, this Week this in History. History. Now it's time to te- te- to check out, check out. 
All right. Well, it looks like we've got uh, three very strong stories here. Some of the strongest I've seen. But Dev, you got something over there at the uh, sharpshooter desk. Dev, I got to tell you, there's a there's a a, a, a laser pointer yeah, right on out. your forehead. It looks like somebody's trying to get you over there at the uh, the sharpshooter desk. Dodging bullets left and right, but uh, good thing the person shooting at me is not in the prime of their shooting career. <laughs> um, in fact, it's quite okay. the opposite, because I've got a headline here. Mm-hmm. 85-year-old Swiss sharpshooter hangs up his rifle. Not before taking a shot at me, but nonetheless. Yeah, I hope he in, got the yeah. bullets out of it before he hung it up. In Rutli, Switzerland... Um, mm. This is where the old man lives. Ultimately, it was the sun in his eyes. The article begins. Hmm. Surrounded by other sharpshooters, scraggly-bearded Tony Hackey lifted his long rifle and took aim across the Rutli Meadow, where Switzerland was founded in 1291. Oh, God. That's... uh, for listeners keeping track, that's a few, couple hundred years before Queen Elizabeth took Mm -hmm. the uh, throne. Mm Mm-hmm. Just as he had done for the past 51 years, and that is uh, a little uh, five years or so longer than Queen Elizabeth's reign. So um, this guy's been shooting a long time. But this time, his performance didn't live up to his standards, and he decided it would be his last. Uh Uh-oh. So we've got a quote from Hackey. Today went badly. My vision failed me, grumbled Hackey, who blamed the sun getting in his eyes as he aimed. Hmm. Um. So it could have been the sun. It could have been the fact that he's 85 years old. We're not sure. Yeah. More than 1,000 sharpshooters gathered on the shores of Lake Lucerne last week for the annual Rutli shooting, an event that has been held since the 19th century, which pays homage to the country's foundation as a medieval confederation of cantons. Yes, the cantons. And, and also, do you know that in, in Switzerland, like uh, the gun ownership is off the chain. Everybody owns guns there. And I believe that a lot of guns are made there, like uh, some gun companies Swiss you may know of. Something. Yeah, Swiss. They love their 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 guns. They love their their tiny army knives. They're uh, very into weapons. Neutral, neutral country, but weaponry available. Yeah. So the town that was on the other side of Lake Lucerne, in the direction they were shooting, uh, did yeah. become evacuated in the 19th century <laughs> and has not. Uh, people do not live there anymore. Right. Uh, many of the shooters competed using military-style black rifles wearing contemporary sports gear, but Hockey, uh, an old-timer, yeah. wore a thick button-up leather jacket, and mm. the stock of his gun was wooden. So Damn. he's uh, he's keeping it real. He's 85 years old, but he's decided to hang it up. Um, Good. Two decades ago, Hockey was the champion of this event. Next year, he will return as a spectator, he said. Uh, another quote, I will come back, but I won't shoot. That's over now. Thank you, Hacky. So. I'm glad <laughs> people are trying to take this guy. The the story here, I think they're trying to say is like get weapons away from old people. I think that's yeah clear. Yeah, and they're trying and, to kind of yeah paint a picture here. It's like if you're 85 and you're doing stuff, maybe hang it up because uh, yeah, Hacky is hanging it up. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at a photo here. If we could, let's paint this picture for the listener. He's got a, a uh, 
red leather, as Devin described, a red leather uh, jacket that's very tight. It fits is more it, like a blazer or something. Is it red leather or yellow leather? Red leather, yellow leather. I'm not sure. <sighs> um, but that... uh, in any case, it's it like is leather. if Santa Claus hanged out at one of those like barber shops in Detroit that are like really fancy and dapper. Yeah, he yeah. does have a dapper look to him, where because of the colors, it's like that dark green with that uh, leather, and then uh, white beard, blue bluish shirt. Uh, he looks as though he enjoys beer. I can tell mm-hmm. uh, just by the his complexion. <laughs> um, Very he's, flushed. He, he's got one of those like uh, shooters thing on his shoulder that he can put his rifle up to. All in all, I'm saying this man should not have a weapon, and I think uh, it's it's right for the uh, city to take that away or the town. But I'm seeing here he's so I don't know if if uh, the the my co-host can see the name of this yeah shoot, <laughs> seemingly the out. shooting the shooting club that he's a part of. De- Dev, would the, you like to try? Yeah, the 85 year old Tony Hockey uh, belongs to a shooters association called the Reutli Schutzen Gel. Gesellschaft Engelberg Shooter Association. <laughs> Abby, um, would you like to try? Would you like to give it a shot? Schutzen Gesellschaft Engelberg. Yes. It's a very long word for the listeners. Excuse me. Can you do a text to voice, maybe? Rutzliche. Gesellschaft. It, it, it means like uh, the the protection organization. Schutzen means protection, security. But uh, yeah, we we uh, he so he's 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 definitely looking dapper as fuck, but should not have a weapon uh, near him. In but my he mind. looks very very spry. Um, even there's a photo of him taking a shot, and uh, he looks much younger than 85. I'll put it that way. Yes, he he um, does. In fact, now I'm thinking maybe he shouldn't hang it up. Or they, yeah, he should maybe be the uh, the 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 hired gun, so to speak, for the. Rütli Schutzengesellschaft Engelberg. There it is. So yeah, that's that's what he should be uh, he should be doing. Well, one thing the Swiss are known for their um, kind of mercenary armies. Is that right? In, that is true. Uh, really? in, the, in olden days of Europe, uh, Swiss would. The Swiss guard would be hired out to fight mm. various uh, battles, and um, perhaps uh, this elderly gentleman could uh, start a militia yeah. of eighty-five plus. That's true, and could to represent uh, his canton. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's a it's a weird life over there in Switzerland. Uh, lots of milk chocolate. Uh, Mountains, mountains, skiing. and in gold, and very uh, skiing. Very beautiful country, and uh, very heavily armed. So please be on the lookout if you are there. Wear bright colors. Let your friends know where you're going to be at all times, because you do not want to be shot by people like uh, Mr. Hockey and the. All right, so that Devin, thank you very much from yes. the uh, Sharpshooter desk. I really appreciate that report. Yeah, it's an important um, story. It is an important story. And listen, I've I've got some uh, 
an, an, an important story as well right over here. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, this is a headline from the Associated Press, one of our news partners. Millionaire Pooch selling Miami Villa once owned by Madonna. So this is a uh, uh, German shepherd um, sitting outside of a very much a villa. It's like a <laughs> Miami villa. Looks kind of that Tuscan or look, mm-hmm. I guess. And a uh, 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 pool. And the dog is sitting next to the pool. And what's his name? Uh, German Shepherd Gunter the Sixth. <laughs> so, Gunter, the German Shepherd, spent a recent morning playing with his tennis ball, rolling in the grass, slobbering a little, and napping a lot. Later, he had a meeting with a real estate agent selling his Miami mansion that his handlers bought from Madonna. Like a Pixar movie. <laughs> this is like a Pixar. Yeah. And of course, Gunter was wearing his best faux diamond dog collar for the meeting. His real gold collar is back at his main home in Tuscany, which I just mentioned for some reason. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, even by Florida standards, Gunter the Sixth inherited his vast fortune, including the eight bedroom waterfront home once owned by the Material Girl singer from his grandfather. Gunter the Fourth. At least that's what the handlers who manage the estate say. I don't believe that at all. Is Gunter the Fourth a dog? That's or a what man? I was wondering too. What I'm wondering is what happened to Gunter the Fifth. Got uh, cut out. Yeah, mm. nowhere um, to be seen. The son never cares for the father. It's always the grandkids that right. have a connection. It seems like a uh, perhaps like a dog park incident, kind of <laughs> cut Gunter the Fifth out or something like that. So. Uh, this Tuscan-style villa, as I mentioned, w- with views of Biscayne Bay, went on sale Wednesday for $31.75 million, a whopping markup from the purchase two decades ago from the pop star at $7.5 million. Uh, the home so, also boasts a gilded frame portrait of Gunter IV over the living room fireplace. So Gunter VI um, stands to make a profit of $7.5 million. Yeah, so all I can truly gather from any of this right now is that the dog owns the house, inherited it from another dog, and Madonna <laughs> sold her house to a dog. Yeah. And it's a lot of doggy bones you can buy with that profit. That's t- <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm struggling to understand this, but maybe there is a piece of information that would make it all make sense. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense to me. Why don't you chew on this? <laughs> why don't you chew on this? So the dog's lineage dates back to decades when Gunter III inherited a multi-million dollar trust from late owner German Countess Carlotta Liebenstein when she died in 1992. Okay, now we know who 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 we uh, can point our fingers at here. Mm-hmm. Since then, a group of handlers have, have helped maintain a jet-setting lifestyle for a succession of dogs. There are trips to Milan and the Bahamas, where the latest Gunter recently dined out at restaurants every evening. His handlers like to make sure he's well socialized. I want to hear from the handlers. I want to... <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what... Ha- I'm disgusted by this. Dog this is, is living large. Yeah. Living life all of. This is yeah. insane. Okay, so let's let's figure out what... Gunter's day is like a chef cooks his breakfast each morning made of the finest meat, fresh vegetables and rice. Sometimes he enjoys caviar, 
but there's never any kibble in sight. He travels by private jet, works on obedience skills daily with his trainer, and sleeps in a lavish, round, red velvet bed overlooking the bay. Wow. Okay. Uh, he lives in Madonna's former master bedroom, said the real estate agent, Ruthie Azuline, who nabbed the listing with her husband, Ethan, for the 1.2-acre property in a row of half-dozen waterfront homes next to a public county park and on the same street where Sylvester Stallone once lived. So it seems like all the celebrities have moved out and dogs have moved in. That's Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, it's Florida. It's, yeah, so he literally sleeps overlooking the most magnificent view of the Italian, in, in an Italian custom bed, in the former bedroom of the greatest pop star in the world. Hmm. Huh. little editorializing by the uh, yeah. real estate agent. Michael Jackson gets no respect. Okay. <laughs> Carla um, Ricciatelli is one of Gunter's main caretakers and is on a board that manages the trust, now worth almost half a billion dollars, deciding when to buy and sell real estate. So the group have even purchased sports teams, including a men's soccer team and a women's swimming team. And yes, Gunter played on a field and attended the meets, she said. This is getting okay. disgusting. Uh, so Ricciatelli, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm thinking, you know, that maybe the initial uh, the initial Ooh. inheritance to Gunter the fourth was, uh, or the third rather, was uh, maybe appropriate. But then, you know, how long are the are the succession of Gunthers going to continue? As this yeah. wealth accumulates, will we be seeing a Gunther the twelfth, the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth? Right, similar to the uh, like it was in Elizabethan times, if, Absolutely. if I'm not not uh, mistaken. So um, yeah, there, there's no real mention of Gunther having a partner of any sorts. Uh, the 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 handler says that he's not aggressive at all, and she says that saying many people write off the breed as wolves. No. He's very good with other animals. Um, they're very protective with their owner, with their people. We still haven't heard anything about the owner. Um, <laughs> I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think. It I seems think like Carla Ricitelli is referred to as one of Gunther's main caretakers. Yeah. Is that the same thing as an owner? Or maybe the dog owns Carla? I think yeah. it's giving the dog more dignity, you know? Just as we're shifting from calling homeless people houseless, yes. we'll shift from calling dog owners to dog handlers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, I hear that, and uh, I support that as well. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, listen, this is what's going on. The first photo that they show on this this uh, uh, news article is Gunter sitting at a pool. I imagine they uploaded this insanely expensive uh, thing onto their website that they sell homes on and then mm -hmm. created a backstory about this dog and now we're all devouring it. I think it's fake? I do and I'm sorry to be so cynical but uh, I, I, think I, I, bl I believe Gun this is Yeah, Gunther is fake. the front person for yes. what seems to be a real estate business. Yes, so um, I think there's I think there's an interview here that we can listen to with the real estate agent. Let's Let's check in. Play with tennis balls. He that's absolutely his favorite thing to do. He loves to be scratched, he loves to be fed, he loves to be played with. He doesn't just describing dog things. Love the water yeah. too Thanks much for working on that. Um, but he just loves really to roam free and run free and you know just be out in nature and enjoying this incredible weather. 
as you've seen, his doggy bed is beautiful and has a gorgeous view, so he seems pretty relaxed when he's there. <laughs> wow, okay. So the now we're just seeing... far away. We're just seeing Gunter. Yeah, does he even appreciate it? introduced to the property, and the guy who introduced me tells me about, you know, this dog, Gunther, who purchased Madonna's home. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Gunther? What? And then I got to know Gunther. I got to know his handlers. Oh my God. And it was just fascinating, the life that they live and the way that they've really uh, kept, kept true to their, to their trust and what was uh, dictated to them in their will. Wow. The world's truly gone mad. <laughs> yeah, these people... There's a dog that runs everybody's life. Well, well, uh, you know, it's sometimes difficult to uh, get a get a prescription filled or something like that. But they need to kill the dog and spread his wealth to <laughs> homeless people. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I wonder what kinds of what 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 the 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 trust is thinking. What the the group of advisors around mm -hmm. this uh, this dog Gunther, mm -hmm. what they're thinking about Gunther, about you know how they could maybe. Do they, to what degree do they benefit from Gunther's lavish lifestyle? I'm not sure. Do they have to eat kibble while he eats uh, human food? Exactly. These are there, there's ma major investigations that need to happen with this story. Uh, I'm I'm only touching the surface about this. Um, I would like my dog Randy to play with Gunther to see if there's any sort of things that you know we can any information that we can get something that we wouldn't find from a a, a human nose. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there's also six cats and a couple chickens there, which yeah. I can only assume that Gunter is also bossing them around. Well, they're you saying get he's clothes for chickens. He's still learning to be with six cats. The uh, the real estate agent says of Gunther. Um, shouldn't Gunther decide what what kind of yeah. other animals are living in this house? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Very 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 weird. So. Uh, Lots of questions to to ask uh, Miss Richie uh, Richie Telly, who uh, seems to be a caretaker. Gunter the sixth, the dog. I need to keep my eye on that. I didn't want to have to do that, but now I have to. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, these people belong in an insane asylum. Agreed. Let's send them all. Keep <laughs> Gunter. Gunter, you can stay at home though. But uh, all right, so uh, we, we let's move along. We have another story here. Uh, uh, Abby, you've been you've been spending a lot of time in uh, the UK, United Kingdom. Are you uh, over there, or what's going on? I actually on? just got back. I was uh, back over there covering a story. Okay, that I think you guys would actually really like. Um, okay, so get this: five parrots separated at a British Zoo after encouraging each other to curse profusely at guests. That seems. That seems these, a bit much. <laughs> seems like these animals are really starting to run the world, huh? Yeah, seems that's like true. It. Just as Gunther so, now lives in a mansion, we've got these parrots that are uh, these getting, cussing parrots getting yeah. out of line. So get this: a British wildlife sanctuary has been forced to separate five parrots who wouldn't stop swearing at visitors. Oh come on! Keepers say birds encourage each other to keep cursing and had to be moved from the main outdoor aviary. Damn. Hmm. The birds' names were Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie. They were removed. They were removed cool. from view this week. Uh, our friends at the Associated Press reported. Mm -hmm. 
They recently joined the Lincolnshire Wildlife Center's colony of 200 African gray parrots. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. In August. <laughs> they were put in quarantine together and quickly overwhelmed the staff with their naughty language. What hmm. the hell? So they, they, they obviously you have to learn this from somewhere. They don't, they don't come pre-programmed, so to speak, with this uh, filthy language. Well, it's England. They love cussing over there. It's true. It's it's yeah. often used. Uh, just uh, yeah, they love cussing, but they don't want the birds to cuss. What's the problem? <laughs> I thought we were over swearing. That's where that's my position on this. Yeah, and moment. and I thought I thought the birds could do anything in uh, since the '60s in England. That means women yeah. in England. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, I talked to the center's chief executive, Steve Nichols, mm -hmm. and he said, we are quite used to parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time. <laughs> and most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish in it. Relish, yes. So the that issue is... that he has is, he's he says we're quite used to parrots swearing. It's like, okay, but we've never had there's five two... at the same time. So the issue so it's is a that- it's a space issue. It's like- the, What do you there's... call a group of parrots? I don't a know. Gang? A gang, yeah. That's what it sounds like swearing yeah. gang. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't understand the issue because he's used to the parrots swearing, but now he's overwhelmed by five parrots swearing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, according to Nichols, none of the zoo's visitors really complained about the parrots and most of them found it amusing. Yeah. That's uh fine. he went on to say, When a parrot when a parrot tells you to fuck off, it amuses people very highly. Yeah. But a big smile to a really hard year. So, I love see, it. It's like kind of an uplifting story. It keeps people preoccupied not to think about this dying planet we're living on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't understand what the problem is here. I mean, I think the more swearing birds we can get, the better. Yeah, well, and I'll it, tell you what they thought the problem was. Okay. Keepers thought it would be best to keep them away from children, so not to ruffle any feathers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were separated and moved to various different areas of the wildlife center, so they are unable to provoke each other. Um, huh. Nichols went on to t tell me that the parrots swear to trigger reaction or a response. So seeing people shocked or laughing only encourages the bird to curse more. It's a pretty right. classic that's like naughty same behavior. With me. I, I'm the yeah, same way. I have the yeah. exact same bird brain behavior. Yeah, absolutely. I can and, I can relate to this. And get this, fun <laughs> fact, the swearing parrots are not the wildlife center's only famous birds. Last month, a parrot at the zoo named Chico went viral for singing Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. What? Oh, that's cute. I, I think this is crazy. So there, there's some uh, audio here that we have of of uh, the birds that are, are are swearing. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna swear in this video, but let's let's see if we can hear some words from this parrot. I stopped recording when they were swearing because I knew it was bad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Are you a pirate? Can you blow a kiss? Can you toot? That's gross. <laughs> See, what? Now, okay, we've just seen evidence of who is encouraging these birds to be so foul. The trainers. Yeah. That's what I mean. Why would like, you tell a bird to fart? It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah Getting I the think... bird to fart on command and tell, asking him if he's a pirate. What kind of a question is that? I think they've, uh, uh, you know, opened, what is that, Pandora's box? They can't, they can't undo this. Uh, so it's yeah. another sign of the times and where society is really going. 
downhill. Yeah. And, and, a, and a British zoo would, you know, it would would be would be having them having a few pints, laughing, you know, swearing, triggering reactions, so to speak. Uh, yeah. You need to and, get Gunther in here to see to, what he thinks about the matter. Yeah, some of Gunther's money could, I think, go a really long way over here at the uh, the British Zoo that we were uh, visiting, the Lincolnshire Wildlife center lincolnshire lincoln lincolnshire oh, i thought it was rather cruel that they split up the birds because they're clearly friends and they're having fun and they were only doing what they were taught exactly. yeah but there's, alas yeah i think people, if anything you put them in a special area behind a curtain and then there's a yeah. little sign that says adults only yeah you, and choo- you can go into yeah. the special adult area and hear what adults want to hear which is swearing and swearing farts and all everything else yeah that's actually what i uh suggested to the uh the guy who runs everything and he's going to think about it and talk to his co-workers. Oh, nice. That's so. good. Wonderful. Yeah. Steve, Steve Nichols, I think. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. Mr. So Nichols. I think, yeah, they should put, I like this idea uh, that you, you came up with Dev and you put them in this like adult only section or whatever. And then we'll put like a brick wall behind them mm-hmm. and then like a little, a, a microphone and they can just do like stand up and we'll put like, you know, 20 seats yeah. in front of them or something like that. And like smoky area, you can smoke, cigarettes back there if you would like yeah with the parrots, the parrots are all they smoke cigarettes yeah parrots obviously smoke so um that that parrot that we heard the audio of is not from the lincolnshire uh wildlife center just want to let that know for uh the real news heads out there and also that parrot was 30 years old uh which is <laughs> very weird to think about um yeah if you're under 30, that parrot is, uh, you know, your elder and yeah. you should give nothing but respect. Um, classic, classic gift for your enemy. I've said this before, but if you have an enemy and you really don't like them, get them a parrot. It will live to be like a hundred years old and, uh, they'll have to deal with that for the rest of their life. So <laughs> thank you very much, Abby, for that report from the United Kingdom about parrots oh. swearing. All right, everybody, that was What's in the News. All right, now, uh, as we move along, uh, I'm going to go back to Abby, actually. No, I shouldn't yeah. say that because we can put it in anyway. Uh, sorry. Uh, up next, we have Abby's report. Generation A, back to the beginning. So, Abby, can you tell us a little bit about this report that you uh, just filed? Uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. So, I've been thinking a lot about we're getting so much input from millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, but nobody's talked to the latest generation, Generation A. They're bringing everything back to the beginning, and I mm-hmm. wanted to get my finger on the pulse of the next generation. I think that that this uh, group of young kids are really going to bring things back to where it all started, you know? So... Absolutely. I sat down with a young man named Teddy, who okay. I ran into at a vegan pastry shop. Okay. I overheard him discussing uh, the latest news in the public school uh, forum. And I really just wanted to get his opinion on what he thought it was like to attend public school in New York City. That's yeah. great. center of the world. So. And I will say, before we, before we get to the segment, Generation A, uh, I think it's such a wonderful concept because... As we know, generations go in cycles. You know, as we learned at the top of the show, Queen Elizabeth I kind of kicked off a new back to yes. the beginning of yes. her own time. Exactly. And, and here we are with Generation Z. We're coming to the end of our cycle. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, this new mm-hmm. generation, Generation A, of course, is going to go back to the beginning. And we think that that's a very important story. Yeah, you know, there's just so much optimism from them. And I just really think that they know what to do mm-hmm. when it comes to life and just going back to basics, fixing this dying planet. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, really excited to share with you what I learned. Well, that's from- great. And I'm excited to hear this. Like, uh, it, it, you know, these are insights that I don't think any media uh, organization is giving you. Uh, insight to the, the future of the world when perhaps, uh, you know, nearly a quarter of your life has been under COVID uh, for, for young generation A people. Um, for some, over half. Yeah, over, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. So that's why we are going to uh, give you the voices of, of generation, generation A. a. Back, back, to the back, back to the beginning. The Abbey Report. Generation A. Back to the beginning. All right, we are live on the streets of the Big Apple, New York City. I'm sitting here with Teddy, a seven-year-old who goes to what school? All right, Teddy, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Well, I'm in second grade. Really, school has been really easy, except for the writing. Ah, and what don't you like about the writing? Eh, I, I, I kind of like it. Well, sometimes... Well, I can't, well, I have to, like, put a story. I can't just post something, and sometimes I have to actually write. I see, I see. And when you have to actually write, what do you write about? The times I did something, the times I went to rent for Gracie, the times I stayed at home, the times I visited Hakari's house, the time I had on Halloween, stuff like that. Okay, and I heard that recently your school has re-entered a, uh remote learning stage because someone in your school caught COVID. Can you tell us a little bit what it's like to do remote learning in a public school? I hate it. It's terrible. I mean, like, sometimes the camera won't work and then you can't see the people and or, or the people can't see you. And then you can't, like, raise your hand and answer questions unless you just call out me, me, me and interrupt. Do a lot of people interrupt in your class? Yes. Uh, that's too bad. Now, let me uh, let me ask you this. Do you enjoy remote learning better or learning in school? Learning in school. And why is that? Because everybody can always see me. I can actually play because on remote learning, I don't have like a recess time. Uh, okay, I see. And what is recess like for you at school? It's crazy. It's fun. Tell me more. It's fun, it's crazy. Sometimes people try to attack me. Sometimes people try to chase me and hug me. Sometimes people try to choke me. Choke you, huh? I heard someone at the school has a crush on you. Is that true? Yes, that's true, and that's why they were chasing me, trying to hug me. Ah, and how do you feel about that? I don't like it. Do you have a crush on them? No. All right, it's been confirmed, people. Teddy does not have a crush on the people who have a crush on him. Is there anything else you want to say about your experience at your school in New York City, the Big Apple? Well, the person who has a crush on me, name is Lila, and the annoying thing in my class is here are the names of the girls. Lila, Lola, Leah, Eileen, and Zoe. That's confusing, because Lila, Lola, Leah. Yeah, that is very confusing. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, end this interview? Yes. One of my friends' name is Prince Ross King, and I say he's the Prince of Kings, and we call him Princey Pie. I love that. Well, Teddy, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to sit with me and tell me a little bit about your experience.
thank you for letting me join this podcast. You're so welcome. Have a nice day. YouTube viewers. <laughs> the Abbey Report. Generation A. Back to the beginning. We won't try to put us to death. Just because we get around. Abby, thank you so much for that report. That was very insightful. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, you're uh, you're welcome. But uh, the uh, the Generation A Back to the Beginning series is something that I'm going to be looking forward to, as this is the beginning of Back to the Beginning for Generation A Back Absolutely. to the Beginning. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. All right, everybody. Let's uh, go into our next segment. It's Airport, Airport Guy, Guy of, of, the of the Week. Oh, I love this segment. Oh, There's yeah. so many airport guys out there, but this one is a very special case. Now, yeah, we, we, we have a headline here from Minneapolis. Uh former hub of uh, Northwest Airlines, which became Delta Airlines uh, somewhere in the uh, 2000s. It's a free country. Man threatens TSA agent's life, throws checkpoint stanchion, strips naked, and masturbates. Charges state. Wow. <laughs> so, there's a lot of things that happen at the airport, but... Oh these God. things and these things all together in one episode of an airport guy is very unusual and that's why yeah, we're is, reporting it here yeah just one guy it's pretty pretty wild um maybe he had a headache it, he had something going on so telling agents he quote did not have to stop unquote because quote it's a free country a 44-year-old Minneapolis man is charged with threatening TSA workers at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. The charges state that he also swung a stanchion line, uh, before, stanchion line post before throwing it at agents, taking his clothes off, and masturbating. Yeah. So hmm. there's a number of... These charges are very serious charges, and they involve th a number of things that I think our analysis would uh, help elucidate. Um, yeah. The first of which would be, what is a stanchion? Yes. Okay. That is a, that, that's a great question. And uh, it, it's essentially like uh, uh, the, the, the silver posts or what do you call it? The, the red velvet behind the black, black, mm -hmm. black yeah, velvet. When they tell you to stand in a line, the, uh, the area that you stand in is uh is, is marked out by stanchions. Right. So uh, it is a noun, just letting you know. Uh, an upright bar, post, or frame forming a support or barrier. Mm -hmm. Stanchion. Stanchion. Stanchion, um, okay. Stanchion. A stanchion at the Grammys would be red and velvet. A stanchion at the airport would be like black. That's mm -hmm. good. That is a good have analysis. Like Delta Airlines written on it or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, so I have a question. Yeah. Uh, if if we now know what a stanchion is and the fact that he mm -hmm. swung it at people, that's no good. But then it says he masturbated. Mm -hmm. Now, nothing is, wrong with that. No, 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 I mean, no, no. It is a free country. I mean, it I don't think that that's a very free country. What is he supposed to just not masturbate and then give himself blue balls, or whatever they call it? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Or, 
or like and he also to get it, it out somehow isn't it yeah. not the safest form of sex self exactly yeah like, that's what we learned but but another thing that we learn is that masturbation has a very specific definition and we want to just kind of dig into was he masturbating or was he just touching himself or something in between we're not sure it's better than touching someone else that's true. Which he Masturbation. Did yeah, so it, I do think we should, you know, uh, pull this apart, so to speak, or, you know, like uh, fondle it or, or uh, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. But it seems so to me, just touching yourself, like literally, if he was just to place his fingers on, finger, his, his whole hand onto his genitals, mm-hmm. I don't think that's masturbation. It's, a, it's an act, right? That yeah. he has to like employ, and and then that is is masturbation. When okay. I think of masturbation, I think of the erection, and then exactly. some kind of touching, grabbing, movement around the erection. Yes, and we don't know. We didn't. There's nothing. There's no confirmation that he was erect at any time. It says that he took his clothes off and Correct. then he masturbated, but we're we're unsure about that. Unsure of whether he is erect or not i have to imagine he is and that's for the police to decide i guess that is up to what some some lucky police person got to choose whether or not that was masturbation or not legally so uh, the allegations the 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 man in question is named frank towers and the allegations are being brought by the hennepin county attorney's office hmm. uh, they say it happened at the skyway checkpoint early last friday morning so hmm. I in guess the morning too. Prior to security, early in the morning, you have a cup of coffee, you have your uh, your breakfast, get to the airport, and uh, something goes wrong. Yeah. Towers allegedly told one TSA employee that he was going to quote kill them. Ah, oh, you don't. Officers do that. gave him commands to stop and move away from the checkpoint, which he did not abide. Uh, he could uh, be kidding. Could be a joke. Yeah, he could yeah. have been making a joke. He could have um, been joking. He could have been trying to kill them with kindness. Uh, These people, there's no patience. Or they just take everything verbatim. Point yeah, blank. so literally. Nobody oh can make God. a fucking joke anymore. Yeah. So Frank Towers made this quote-unquote joke, and then he was tasered Uh-oh. by a TSA agent, so presumably. So cool. He then swung his arms above his head in an attempt to hit an officer, <laughs> but did not hit an officer. Oh, uh, back. Backup officers handcuffed Towers and took him into custody while he continued to fight with them. Surveillance video footage showed Towers punching and headbutting TV screens at the oh, airport. No. So note, not punching uh, TSA employees. Yeah, he yeah. didn't hurt anybody. Private property. I, I hate the TV too, Mr. Towers. I, I yep. think it's a, it's a terrible thing. The boob tube. Our youth. Uh, taking his clothes off and masturbating. This hmm. happened about an hour before the incident at the checkpoint. So oh. prior to the incident at the checkpoint, he was punching and headbutting TV screens, getting naked and masturbating. So it probably chilled him out for a second. He could just wind down for a couple minutes and yeah. then he got upset again. And then Perhaps he was trying to finish and somebody interrupted him, thus unleashing yeah. a rage that could exactly. not be quenched. Nothing That's worse what... than that. Right, fellas? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so wait, he did he not masturbate? at the checkpoint too or are these two separate incidents did he masturbate in both incidents or not i think he the got implication... naked at the checkpoint and he was just simply wanking off earlier 
Yeah, maybe he I was masturbating he was... quietly in a bathroom stall, not bothering anybody, taking mm-hmm. his clothes off because, you know, it helps get you in the mood. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something something happened, something that the report is not mentioning, mm-hmm. which led Mr. Towers to uh, to get very angry, punch the TVs. Um, Headbutt. The, the TVs at the, at the airports are very annoying. You can't, the sound is on. You don't want to hear it. You're trying to just take a nap and the sound, uh, you hear CNN playing yep. nonstop. Mm-hmm. So I sympathize with that. Well, I was yeah, going to say, guy didn't do anything I, if I may, I just want to make a addition. You mentioned kind of tugging it in the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul airport bathroom. That's a popular spot to do it. Some may remember the uh, June 11th, 2007 arrest of Republican United States Senator from Idaho, Larry <laughs> Craig, who was oh. uh, uh, arrested for lewd conduct in a men's bathroom at that airport. Um, and he was uh, looking to get off. He was doing some cottaging, as it's called, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 an alleged activity that has been categorized as that. Um, he sat in the bathroom stall as a part of an undercover operation an officer did, which is weird. And then uh, investigating complaints of sexual activity in those bathrooms, and Larry, Larry Craig was trying to get uh, some some of that. Uh, so, unsure Worst if this is ever. some some uh, you know like uh, exhaust from that. It's still happening. There, it's a extremely horny airport, from what I've heard. Yeah, I, who hasn't jerked off at an airport? Or specifically this one. Yeah, yeah, the Minneapolis one's famous for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a very horny place, horny city, but the airport is uh, probably the epicenter of that. Yes. So exactly. Towers is, you know, an innocent man caught up in a a game of sexuality and intrigue that uh, I don't fully understand, but <sighs> but yeah, charges, says a lot about society. The charges are real. Towers has been charged with fourth degree assault against oh, a peace no. officer. So not peace. first, not second, not third, but fourth degree. He wow. hit him. He missed. Yeah, he swung his arms in the air, uh, but <sighs> did not make contact, as well as making threats of violence with reckless disregard for risk. Mm. Both felonies. Okay. If Donkey so. Kong was real, he'd be in jail right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He'd be masturbating left and right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because well, you can't put your arms in the air now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so he's, exactly. Right. He's he's, he's <laughs> like uh, swing your arms in the air. He's currently in custody, and if convicted, he could face up to five years in prison, which oh, so we know cool. what he's going to be doing in there, and uh, and convicted <laughs> of the threats of violence charge. So. Uh, unfortunate situation for the Minneapolis International Airport, uh, St. Paul too. I think you can throw them in there if they want to be involved in this. We can implicate them as well. But uh, please be on the lookout for Towers. That's the uh, guy's last name, uh, um, Frank Towers. He's going to be masturbating at a airport near you. Not if he's in jail. He's going to be masturbating in jail. All right, everybody, that was the airport guy of the week. Be on the lookout if you're going to be flying this uh, holiday season. Uh, something to look out for. Just be careful at the airports. Be careful. Be on guard in the bathrooms specifically. Watch out for peace officers, undercover or otherwise. All right, let's yeah. move along to the last segment of our night. It's, it's last, last week's, week's numbers. numbers. 
Whoa, this is my favorite part of the show. Uh, yeah, it's one of my, I guess you could say it's one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, is this week in history. Uh, <laughs> this week in history. So let's see. We are up. Twenty two. Frank Towers. Frank Towers. I'm taking off my shirt, my pants, everything. It's coming off. We are it's up. It's a free country. I am jerking it. Yes. We are up. We are up. Of up, course, we're up. up for Toilet Week. It's toilet disgusting. Week got a lot of listens this week. Uh, over the past previous fourteen days, up twenty-two percent with three hundred twelve listens. We blasted over the seven thousand listen mark by about 150 or so, I think. Uh, yeah. That's uh, 7,136 listens. Uh, listen, it was a big week last week, actually, for the Blue Men Group Midnight Sleepover Special. That was a big episode. And yeah. uh, Toilet Week did very well as well. Got uh, 91 first week listens. Uh, yeah, we're cruising mm-hmm. along. And we've clearly got some listeners that like to, you know, they catch up later. They don't listen right away. And uh, we're, we're grateful for those listeners as well. Um, perhaps even more grateful for them than the ones that listen right away. But Exactly. Um, definitely, yeah. In any case, the numbers are up. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this, you contributed to this week's episode. And if you listened last week, uh, the same as well. Same, yeah. Um, yeah, this is Slovakia. This is big home country. So yeah, we've got uh, the uh, geographic stats right in front of us right now on the dashboard. In uh, United States, still holding strong. Canada, number two. United Kingdom, even though we consistently um, kind of shit on them and, <laughs> and no, make, it's because uh, I've been on the ground in the UK sorry, telling forgot. people about I the forgot. podcast. Yep, that's uh, United, true. United Kingdom, and then yeah, coming in here fourth, very strong, Slovakia. That's I a, thought it was the Czech Republic. No, that's Czechia. That's a, the country of Czechia. Slovakia is next door. It's in between that Slovenia, Czechia, uh, Slovakia, all that area. What sure? Croatia is over there too. Uh, we've got we've got the UK. Hungary. We've got the we've got England and Slovakia tied for listenership on last week's episode. Czechia? When did it become Czechia? I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Oh, like 2014 or something. It was recent. I did what? not know that either. I thought Mark... I thought Ron was making it up. No, uh, that's... <laughs> it's Czechia. That, that's, that's the That's uh, like the, the Bernstein name. Bears shit. Yeah, yeah What's absolutely. it called? Butterfly effect or something? Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Ma- Mandela effect. Mandela, Mandela effect. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so Czechia. know about Czechia. Look that up and educate your friends and family on that uh yeah excuse me slovakia is in between poland czechia and hungary and uh right borders up to uh ukraine as well on the far east side so we're very happy to have uh our slovak friends listening um and whether you are in bratislava or kosici uh we have nothing but respect for your ears and we hope to cover a few more stories from your country specifically yeah. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. It has been a spectacular week for us, and we hope to see you on the other side next week with more news from Blue Men Group. Abby, Devin, thank you so much, and thank see you. you later. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.